This Breakfast with Ben's podcast on the Fans First Network brought to you by Gerger Construction. It's not too soon to start planning your dream deck. They build decks year-round, and they're booking into spring and summer 2024. Gerger Construction is a small burg business specializing in decks, pergolas, railings, and fencing. Fully insured, licensed, and now offering financing options. Go to GergerConstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your deck safety inspection today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Our Breakfast Ben's podcast today basically comes to you from the studios of 105.9 The X, Tim Ben's. Along with you, brought to you by Gerger Construction. It's not too soon to start planning your dream deck. We build decks year-round, and we're now booking spring and summer 2024. Take advantage of their current winter special, $1,000 off your new deck if it's installed by March 1st of this year. Go to GergerConstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your deck safety inspection today. I was in the studio for Mark Madden on Monday, and we spoke with Matt Williamson. Matt is, of course, my partner on the DVE pregame show for the Steelers. For road games, you can listen to us together on Fox Sports Radio 970 Pittsburgh for Countdown to Kickoff on Wednesdays. And he's on the drive with Dale Lolly on SNR, Steelers Nation Radio as well, Monday through Friday, 4 until 6. Matt and I were in studio to talk about the end of the 2023 Steelers season, looking into 2024 as well. We talked about what Mike Tomlin had to say in his season-ending press conference, and we discussed the NFL playoffs at large, too. Here's Matt Williamson for today's podcast, brought to you by Gerger Construction. Matt, what would you think of what you saw over the weekend from round two of the NFL playoffs? Mike Tomlin said in his season-ending press conference that he absolutely felt like the Steelers were closer to where they needed to be to be productive in the postseason mm-hmm. as opposed to where they were last year. Technically, I don't know how you argue that. I mean, they did yeah. win one more game. Uh, they did make the playoffs as opposed to missing them. But are they much closer, or do you feel like some others in the AFC have come back to them? Mm, that's a good question. I, I thought there's a lot of really good games. I, I think the correct four teams, maybe the Bills would fight me on that, are you know, four at least of the five are still in it. Um, I definitely agree that the Steelers are in a better spot to become a contender now than they were 365 days ago. I kind of feel like dominant teams in the NFL are a little bit down this year compared to recent memory, but then the Ravens are really, really good, (laughs) you know, like, so, but they could lose to Kansas city. I mean, the Niners, I thought showed some warts and Purdy in particular, Lions are a really good team, but their secondary's rough. The the Ravens I keep coming back to because they're the team that's hardest for me to find weaknesses. You know, what are they bad at? Where can they be exploited? Anyone can have a bad day. I'm not saying that they're going to moonwalk into the Super Bowl championship, but all these teams have their warts, and the Steelers have theirs. The Steelers have more warts. 
so much of it's quarterback driven now. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it, that's the low hanging fruit here. I mean, we'll tell you, well, let's get to that right now, okay. then. Yeah. And then we'll come back to the NFL at large before we're done. But I threw up a web poll before we started the show today, and I gave four options because basically mm-hmm. these are the four options that the Steelers have to rattle around in their brains yeah, as yeah. to what they're going to do. The first one is you go out and you swing for the fences and you get an established starter. Like These are guys that would come in and not compete with Pickett. They'd replace Pickett. I got you. Baker, Fields, Cousins, Wilson. That's option one. Most people are voting for that. At a 38% mm-hmm. clip, people are voting for that. The second choice that people are voting for is a legit Mason Rudolph-Kenny Pickett battle. Bring them both and let them legitimately battle it out to see who's going to be the starter. The third one is draft a day one or day two quarterback. That's getting about 20%. And then I'm surprised that even 14% of people would vote for this, but they are. Four, mm-hmm. 14% of people are saying Kenny plus a clear QB2. Like backup a type. Jacoby Brissett, Case Keenum, been around the league a million times. He's your veteran backup if okay. something goes wrong with Pickett. And I bet you 14.5 of that 14.6% are Pitt fans who just want to see a clear path for Kenny. Just Kenny's a guy, and I'm forever entrusting him. I, I get that. Which of those um, options would you want the Steelers to pursue? See, all of them, I'm not messing with your poll, but Brissett to me is much different than Keenum or lifetime backup. Brissett to me might be better than Rudolph or Pickett right now. Like, I'm a Brissett fan. You know, like if you went, so I kind of think that's a similar path to the Rudolph option where. It's Pickett and Rudolph or Brissett, and you just have a flat-out competition. I kind of am leaning that way with one of those two. And if it falls on its face, you're probably picking in like the top seven or eight next year, if not earlier, that you just go back. And then, then you're in the quarterback early in the draft process. Are you not a fan of drafting a quarterback this year because you're not high in the class, or are you not a fan because they have so many other needs? Um, I'm avoiding that because I don't know the class well enough because it's only January, but as a rule of thumb, and I think this is true no matter what of those, any of those options you took, if you don't have one, never turn your nose up at one in the draft. You know, so... It, probably not in round one, especially if you went the Cousins route. I mean, of course, you probably right. don't. But if it's, uh, I don't know the names off the top of my head, but in the on day in, in the third round, if there's a guy out there that has talent that you're intrigued with, and you don't have Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, take him. You know, no matter what. I mean, I think that's the Jalen Hurts rule. You know, like you got Wentz, but you like this guy, take him because it's not that cost prohibitive, and those guys are cheap for four years. I lean more and more to not going the Cousins Baker route. I want nothing to do with Russell Wilson, to be honest. And I forget Neither the other I. name you mentioned. I don't Fields. I, Fields. Fields is different too because he's a draft pick and he's young. If you were to trade a draft pick for Fields, I think it would be a second rounder. And frankly, I think that would go Fields and Pickett are are going to compete in camp. And I think Fields has a leg up, but he has his warts too, and you'd have to pick up his fifth year option. That's like twenty eight million, I think, twenty one million, and then go from there. So I don't know that you could put Fields in the cousin mold of trade for him. Boom, he's our starter. Now Cousins is interesting. The injury aside, because if he were a Steeler all year and played seventeen, eighteen games with the playoffs, Steelers might still be alive. I mean, I'm not saying they're better than the Bills, better than the Chiefs, but you would be a really good team with him. 
he's old though, and that's just so much money that you could use on a corner or something. You know, outside the organization would really limit your spending. And this offseason, I'd like to see them go sign a center, draft a corner, or you know, sign a corner, maybe sign a safety. You know, outside the center or a guard that so they can bump one of their guards inside to center. Team. Exactly. Like I, I think there's two or three. Free agents I'd like to add outside the organization. I want a safety and a corner. Me too. I want an inside linebacker, either the draft or free agency. I want uh, what we just talked about, a center. I I wouldn't rule out a tackle either to allow Broderick Jones to go to left and have Dan Moore be the swing and get yourself a new right tackle or a lockdown stud left tackle that you have to keep Broderick at right. So I agree with everything you're saying in terms of team needs. I hate shopping for tackles on the free agent market because it's expensive it's and so expensive. And they're not getting free. If, yeah, they're not know? getting free if they're worth keeping. Exactly, exactly. But this leads me to the draft. I know this is we're getting way ahead of ourselves, but this is an exceptional wide receiver draft. Good. They need one of those too. Yes, it's an exceptional rare tackle draft, especially in the first two rounds. And there's also a lot of corners that set up well for where the Steelers are picking. That I would love the top three picks just to be those guys. Even if you spend big money on a corner, you know, like there's a lot of free agent centers that are interesting. I would love to be able to pluck a tackle in round one, a wide receiver in round two, because you set yourself up with defensive backs and center spending or, you know. Matt Williamson with us. Didn't quite answer your quarterback question, but I still have some hope for Kenny. I mean, Kenny and Rudolph. Well, that's going to my next question. Okay. That's based upon who the offensive coordinator is, right? A lot. A lot. I mean. So the names we've heard, anybody turn your crank? um, I'm not trying to bury the dead even further, but I think there's nowhere to go but up at offensive coordinator in terms of evaluating the quarterback that I think the Canada system held him back drastically. And I think that we got robbed of – five-ish games of picket minus Canada that would have been very useful tools that I think deep down the Steelers know Kenny's better than what he showed this year and would have done better in a better system. But he had a lot of bad tape this year. Um, so I do think you have to have a Rudolph or a Brissette at a minimum and maybe a third-round pick you know, that you enter camp with. Not to have a three-way quarterback battle. That's almost an impossible thing to pull off, as we saw with Rudolph a couple years ago. But the third the third round pick wouldn't that would, have he wouldn't to be, be a part mix. of it. He wouldn't be that. He mix. could run the scout team. He could get the exactly. third team reps. I want a guy with a big, big arm that has a lot of learning to do. That's a project, you know. That's you know, that maybe in a year from now he turns into something. It hurts or love or you know whatever. But that, that's or he misses and so be it. And you never hear from him again. Um, but I think any coordinator move, uh, any of the names I've heard would be an upgrade. Basically, is my, the short way of saying. Do you like Leftwich or no? What I've seen, again, I hate talking coordinators because I've been in buildings, and I know that we don't know what they do. You know, like how is the head coach making a play call or call things? You know, what do they do behind? That's the even scenes? more murky with Leftwich because it was Arians and Brady. Yeah. But I was really unimpressed with his last season in Tampa. And I think there's a reason he didn't get picked up. Like, that was the season that the Steelers were, like, the least explosive team in the league, except for Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'll be pointed out quickly. Yeah. 
I know the ties here and everyone loves him and he might be a wonderful human being, but I'd rather have him as the quarterback. See, like, what's, what's bothering me is, you know, I was very encouraged to hear right off the bat Mike Tomlin saying we're going outside the organization me for too. an offensive coordinator. Good. That's what you need to do. First three names I hear. Byron Leftwich, Alex Van Pelt, Luke Getze. <laughs> Nothing against any of those human beings personally, but it's just like, okay, so now we, we're, we're going to go outside the building to bring in a guy who was in the building, a guy who... Plays for the Steelers or grew up here. Right? A, yeah, a guy who went to pit <laughs> right. like Kenny or a guy who could have pedaled his bike to the south side and Luke. But you like Luke. I like Luke as a, as a person and having talked to him, but uh, you know Luke Getze a little bit, right? Luke became a incoming freshman from Steel Valley when I got hired at Pitt as the assistant recruiting coordinator. And I spent two years with Luke, him as a player, me as a staff member. And then I went to Akron with J.D. Brookhart, and we took Luke with us to be Charlie Fry's successor. We haven't been buddies since. I adored Luke as a 18 through 21-year-old, and he sure looked like a future coach to me. I think he got kind of the short end of the stick with the Bears. I would love him to be involved in the staff. Super bright. I call him a great kid. He's probably 45. I mean, I'm old. Um, but I think he'd be an ideal quarterback coach here. But he's, if he is the coordinator, mm -hmm. he's not going to be, sure, Mike Tomlin, whatever you say, Mike Tomlin. Oh, my gosh, I'm really coaching under Mike Tomlin. Like, I, I, I do worry I about that, that a little bit. Staff, I, don't that I don't want that guy. And I don't know either. anything about Getsy to think exactly. one way or another if he is that way. Right. It's just a red flag that would go up for me because I don't. I want something different. And if he's different yes. and he's truly outside the organization and isn't coming back here with a preconceived notion mm -hmm. of, well, I grew up watching the Steelers my whole life. I know what they're supposed to look like. I don't want that. I don't want that either. I love the outside the organization. Luke aside, I mean, I, I just talked about I, I know him from 20 years ago. I mean, uh, and I'd root for him in a big way. And he obviously wouldn't run the Justin Fields offense here either. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm with you, though. I think we're saying the same thing, that – I want someone that stands alone and says, this offense is mine. This is how we're going to do it. Not, however, you know, just listening to that. Yeah, because, you know, Mike Tomlin's saying, I want to learn from whoever has this job. Is he going to learn from Byron Leftwich, or is Brian, Byron Leftwich bringing back a lot of the stuff that he and Mike already knew about each other? Yeah, I would like about to see a, a whole new system, start from scratch with someone that is reputable, that is can stand on their own. Let's get back to the NFL at large. Let's get back yeah. to the championship games. The lines are Lions, seven-point underdogs in San Fran. Ravens, three-and-a-half-point favorites over Kansas City. I like both home teams. I like the Ravens to cover. Mm -hmm. I like the Lions to cover. What do you think? A little early for me to be staking a claim in either. Um, one thing I really want to watch with the Niners game is the health of Debo Samuel. They seem to be two different offenses with and without him, more than they should be, which is not uh, meant as a compliment. And if there's going to be rain or anything of that sort, Purdy is really scaring me with weather. I mean, he, he his other terrible game was in Cleveland when it poured. You know, like he doesn't handle the football at all. I thought he played extremely poorly, handled the football really poorly in weather this past week. I also think the Ravens and Niners started a little slow by their standards because they rested guys in week 18, had the week off, and then had a little bit of, quote, rust, and then started to find themselves, especially Baltimore. I think Baltimore's the best team. Man, you're going to give Mahomes three and a half? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, a bad year for Mahomes is losing the AFC Championship. I mean, that's like his worst-case scenario. I mean, he's 
I, I tweeted this today. He's 0-2 against Brady. He's 1-1 against Burrow. He's 12-0 against everybody else in the playoffs. And they're hitting a stride. I don't know how you bet against them, but I think the Ravens are the best team. I think the Ravens are the best team. I yeah. think they're playing very well, and they're yeah. getting healthier. I and, I, and I think that Mahomes yeah. has dragged the Chiefs along as far as they can go. Like, you know, if yeah. Bass, if, if Diggs doesn't drop that pass, if Bass doesn't have a wind gust on that kick, sure, we're not talking about Mahomes I don't know the if Chiefs. they were the best team yesterday. Right. I mean, it, that was a coin flip game to me, and the— Bills always lose those games. The Chiefs always win those games. And I look at the Bills and I say, if the Bills were to go to Baltimore, I'd probably pick Baltimore too. Yeah. Baltimore has by far the fewest weaknesses, and you really can't even find weaknesses, to be honest with you. Oh, the run defense isn't great. Yeah, but they play nickel against base and allow you to run for four yards of carry, and you still can't keep up. You know, like they could, if their run defense is a huge problem, they just put their base defense on the field. Um, uh, uh, I was at so I was on. I did Vancouver radio today, actually, and they wow, asked, <laughs> how about that? Yeah, they looking for <laughs> prospects for the BC Lions or what? <laughs> Their questions are phrased a little different, eh? Yeah, and there's always a little hockey talk to it. It seems like, <laughs> but anyway, I did Vancouver radio this morning. Like, did you take the com the conversation and commandeer it and start talking about Jim Rutherford and the job he's doing out there? It's and outside my comfort zone. I got to stick the roster to the, they've yeah. assembled in Vancouver this year with the Canucks. But they asked me a really good question. They said, "Are all these four teams playing their best football of the year?" And I said, "All five teams are, including the Bills, except for maybe the Niners. Like the Ravens are better than ever." The Chiefs are starting to figure things out. You know, Kelsey looks healthy. It looks like the break did him good. I thought the Bills are playing their best of the season. Detroit's minus their secondary is playing really, really well. I don't know if the Niners are or not. You know, they had some struggles in that game. Should just say the Niners are struggling on the power play and see if they bought it. <laughs> right. Matt Williamson, check him out on the drive even during the offseason with Dale Lolly on Steelers I did use Nation a power Radio. Play reference, though, on the fake punt when they had 10 guys on the field. I'm like, they were on the power play. They had to go for the fake punt. <laughs> <laughs> With DeMar you're talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Boy, that play was just, ugh. I think that's just the rule. Like, if you come to, you line up, and we have 11 and you have 10, you call the fake punt. I mean, it was a bad, I don't want the safety carrying the ball, but yeah. I think that's just... Well, he did that little thing. Like it reminded me of the game in New Orleans with the Steelers, where Rosie Nick signaled for the first down. Like yeah. Hamlin went down, and he clearly knew he was short. And he oh. tried to lunge one more time. <laughs> he'd been down for three seconds, and he's getting up and reaching the football. And he still came up a yard short. Yeah. Like yeah. Demar, I don't think you're selling this he one. I'm sorry, down. man. Right. It's just not happening. <laughs> uh, listen to Matt during the drive with Dale Lolly on Steelers Nation Radio. Listen to him on the pregame show with me next year on DVE and on Countdown to Kickoff on Wednesday nights. All right. So my thanks to Matt Williamson again. Brought to us by Gerg. Construction. Go to gergerconstruction.com to get your free project estimate or schedule your deck safety inspection today and take advantage of their current winter special. $1,000 off your new deck if it's installed by March 1st of this year. We'll talk to Brian Metzer, the Pittsburgh Penguins Radio Network, tomorrow. It's our hockey podcast for the week. He's up on Wednesday here on Breakfast with Ben's.